Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Recorded live. That's right. We're live. Welcome to Travis and Vic's Drunken Horror Adventures. Um, I'm Travis, and Vic is not going to be able to join us this week, but in his place, an itchy the killer expert is what I'm deeming her. What's up, Connie? Hey, how you doing? Good. So um, this was this was a Vic request, but really it came from you ultimately because he had heard so many good things about this movie from you. And full disclosure, I'm not a huge fan of Japanese horror. And when I think of Japanese horror, I'm thinking of Ringu and like Dark Water and, and some of the movies like that, The Grudge. And, and I know there's, you know, translations and things like that. So that's what I think of when I think of Japanese horror. Um, and, and when we were talking off air, you called this uh, this horror. Do you, do you consider it the killer horror? Because, I mean, to me, it's like the blackest of black comedy. Um, I think it's both. Actually, it has a lot to do with the screenwriting, of course. So not all it falls in the J horror line only because mm-hmm. over there when they produce it, you know, I mean that's the genre they put it in. I think mm-hmm. they do that because of the brutality. You know, it's so you just, think they can get away with things a little bit more because of the fact that they put it in that genre? Yeah. Do you consider it a slasher film? No, I wouldn't call it a slasher film. I, I, you know, I could see a little bit of torture porn in it, though. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, it could feel a little bit of Hellraiser, a little bit of uh, Saul, a little bit of Hostel. One of the grossest scenes that I've ever seen in any movie was in this one. I'm sure you know exactly what I'm talking about without me even having to bring it up. Which one? <laughs> well, see, okay, and this is the truth. I, you know, I read all the reviews about how it was a disgusting movie, and I've seen various clips of Japanese movies that were gross online, and I assumed that a bunch of them came from this, and I was shocked because only one of them came from this, and it was the part where the dude, and if you guys haven't seen this movie, spoiler warning, uh, I guess he's supposed to be the villain, although I kind of looked at him as the good guy for most of the movie and the star of the show. You, you probably know the character's name better than I do, the blonde-haired guy who's actually on yeah. the cover art. Yeah, right. where he cuts his tongue off, or at least part yeah. of his tongue. Yeah that, disgusting. Was, yeah, that was pretty gnarly, but also it's really, really awesome because he does it to show like how dedicated he is, and he is fearless. He's probably oh, yeah. scared. He's. I think he's more scarier than Ichi. Just like you said, you, you feel like he is the main character. Yeah, he, he really is. It's kind of funny when you think about this movie. Um, he's kind of the Joker to Batman, and everybody everybody talks about how they love Batman, but let's face it, they wouldn't love Batman if it wasn't for the Joker or if it wasn't for all those great villains. Oh, yeah, for sure, for sure. Without a villain, you don't have a hero, period. I'm a, I'm a lover of the villain. I like the dark side. I can't help it. It's just who I am. But, you know, I mean, I love the heroes. It makes a good story, but, yeah, without them... That's bad, guys. Heroes just be, you know, Batman just be a spoiled little baby. (laughs) 
sign a lot of people have issues with subtitles. I've never had an issue with subtitles. I don't know if they did or not. When we get to our ratings on the movie, I think yours will be pretty obvious, but I'll I'll, uh, I'll message Vic for his. But um, I know he has problems with subtitles. I think certain people do. I, I didn't. The only time I was bothered by subtitles is when they were going in from, and it's usually the Japanese girls were going in from English to Japanese, and it was like weirding me out. You know what I mean? Because I wasn't sure which to follow. Right. Yeah. The, um, the only time uh, subtitles really bother me is when they do really poor English dubbing. Mm-hmm. So I don't even listen to English dubbing on it at all because it sounds like a bunch of cartoon characters. Mm-hmm. It's just it's like listening to anime and watching the movie at the same time. It's extremely weird. So and but I'm a <laughs> I'm, yeah I'm a reader. So you know subtitles never bother me. You know, well, let me all. ask you this first of all before we get into this movie. Talk about the anime of this movie. There's an Itchy the Killer anime I've never seen, obviously. Um, yeah, it exists. I have not seen it. Okay, um, I was just curious what it was like. You know? No, I mean this anime. Um, it falls in the same same line. You know, it's just um, a real brutal anime, and um, I've heard great things about it, but I personally have not watched it yet. You know, I think my biggest thing about anime is like. I'm kind of a snob about the way the art looks, so I don't like most anime because I think it looks weird, you know? Like, yeah. like I can't get into a show like Batman Beyond because I think the art looks too weird. And so, like, I like the old Batman the Animated Series type thing. Damn, that's yeah. uh, two Batman references in one show. That's probably more than we've ever had. But, no, it, it's just, you know, I, I don't know what it is about anime, it's just never really hooked me in. I think I maybe saw one I liked, and it was probably like Vampire Hunter D, the one everybody else seems to like. Yeah, I like um, that one. I loved Death Note. And, um, you know, like more of the darker ones, I really like. You know, and I even like some of the kid anime, because I let my daughter watch that. Like, you know, like Howl's Moving Castle, you know, Mm -hmm. stuff that just has a lot of imagination to it. But, you know, that's... um, you know, like my neighbor Totoro. You know? Yes, <laughs> yes. That's what my wife actually gets my kids to watch, and they love it. And I just, for me, it's just too weird. But you know, it's a different culture. It's one that I don't understand, but at the same time, you got to respect it because, I mean, without the things they do, we wouldn't get the things we get. That's very true. And just like you were talking about how, like, you know, when you think of J horror, you think of like all that American stuff that is we sit there and put our spin on it and actually dumbed it down. So you being a fan of horror, seeing those reproductions, you're like, meh, you know, it's yeah. okay. But, like, if you watch the originals, like, directors uncut, some of them, you'll probably change your mind about the screenplay completely. Mm-hmm. So then I'll definitely check those out. On the ones. And you know what? If you're a B-movie B fan, or which I am, I like them good or bad. I, mm-hmm. I watch them all. So some of them are harder than others. But, you know, if you if you don't like a Jay movie, then dig a little deeper, look back, and, and watch the original, and it might change your mind. Well, it's funny you bring that up about uh, B-movies, because actually, as soon as I got done with Itchy the Killer last night, there's a movie on Shudder, and again, this is how I watch the movie, Shudder, um, cheap plug for them, is um, Grizzly. Grizzly, they just added to Shutter, and I shit you not, for Amazon, you know, Amazon, Amazon has like that wish list. I've had this movie on my wish list for like five years, and I don't know, I can't remember when the movie came out. I guess I could look it up real quick, but it looks like it came out in the 70s, maybe the 80s, and it's about uh, basically a giant grizzly bear killing people um, in the woods, and um, 
1976, so there you go. And it felt like Jaws, but with a bear. And But really, really cheesy, too. Um, have you ever seen the movie Night of the Lepus? No, I've not. All right, so this is one that I like to bring up because I watched it as a kid, which is bizarre because it was B-movie to the max. Um, Lepus is the um, scientific term for rabbits. Okay, so Night of the Lepus is about giant rabbits ravaging a town and eating people. <laughs> and I have to tell you, it's fucking awesome. <laughs> I love it. And it's got uh, it's got um, uh, Dr. McCoy from Star Trek in it. So it just it for me, it's just hilarious and it's awesome. And it's one of those movies that I associate with my childhood because I actually watched it as a kid. But Grizzly kind of touches on Jaws and touches on that. Now, granted, I only got about 15 minutes in because I was exhausted, but I'm going to watch the rest of Grizzly and get everybody, uh, give everybody my thoughts on it, hopefully next week. But anyway, Shudder's got some good stuff on there, and props to you for picking Itchy the Killer so we could actually talk about it this week. Oh, yeah. I'm going to have to watch that Grizzly because I'm a, I'm a monster fan, and I don't think of just monsters as, like, your werewolves and your mummies. It's like, you know, things that would probably scare the living shit out of you if it really happened. That's a monster. Mm -hmm. It says, a 15-foot-tall grizzly bear terrorizes a state park, leaving up to a park ranger to save the day. And so it gets a 5.3 out of 10 on IMDb, which really isn't that low for a movie like that. Right? I mean, most of these movies get torn apart, you know? Oh, yeah. yeah. Let's talk about what IMDb gives Itchy the Killer. They they have some pretty good reviews for Itchy the Killer, 7.1 out of 10. Um, so that's pretty damn high for a movie like this, I think. Yeah. Yeah, that is pretty now, now, I will tell you, I, when I was reading the uh, reviews of it and stuff, and it was talking about being banned in different countries, it, it set the bar too high for me as far as the gore went. Now, granted, the, the tongue part that we already talked about, it went so over and above anything that I could possibly have thought of in the first place. But everything else, it felt like I had seen before, you know, innards and things like that. Was there anything else other than, like, the tongue that you felt like was, I don't know, maybe the girl getting her nipples cut off. That was pretty gross. That was pretty crazy. Um, One of my favorite scenes, and I don't know why, um, you know, um, where he goes in and, you know, you know how the blood is just dripping from the ceiling. Like, there's not a part in that room that is not covered with people's insides which mm-hmm. is just mind-blowing, and of, um, I like to count the next phrase in that movie and clap every time it happens, but one <laughs> of the best scenes is when he, you know, does his kick with his blade or whatever, and the, and the, he cuts that guy's face off, and it slides down the back of the wall behind him, and he's just standing there. Yeah. It's, that is one of the most, it's just a simple shot, but I've never seen someone's face slide down a wall. <laughs> that was amazing. That, that if was I've ever seen it, it looked a lot more cartoonish than it did in this. I will tell oh. you, there are, there are some scenes in this that were cartoonish, you know, as far as the violence goes, but I don't know how they could have done it any other way. Like when, God, I, I wish I could remember the bad, what's the bad guy character's name? Do you remember? Oh, I can't even remember his name. Not uh, right now. Uh, Kakihara, okay, Kakihara. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. So, so Kakihara, right? When when he would take those, um, I guess, cheek rings off and then open his mouth and it would extend like a lizard 
or like a snake. Um, yeah. That was like so seriously CGI'd, but I, I thought about it and I was like, how can you do that without CGI in it? Um, right. But it was yeah. one of those moments that really took you out of the movie, I felt like. Yeah, I mean, it did, but at the same time, I think fans would want to see him open his mouth versus walking around with scars with his rings in. I thought it was really cool where he had the dude's hand in his mouth, and then and then when the guy pulls his hand out, I really thought he was just going to eat, you know, like bite the whole hand off. But he comes out and he basically degloved him. The dude didn't yeah. have any flesh left on his fingers. That was brutal. That was insane. And you know, and there's some other scenes in this movie I could do without, but at the same time, if they took it out, I think it loses like oh shit factor, like mm-hmm. brutal rape scenes. Yeah. <laughs> They were just randomly thrown in, too. You know yeah, what I mean? Just, hey, here's a rape scene, a brutal rape scene. <laughs> it's like, dang. I feel like this is one of those movies where some of those weird things that are just randomly thrown in, like a fight club, like an American Psycho, um, you would grow an appreciation for the more times you watch it. And you would know this better than I would, because I've only seen it once, but i got to think that things like that, you get more of an appreciation for the more you watch it, because it's so weird, it's funny to you. Right, yeah. I'm trying to think of that one. Where's the, uh, what's that one movie where the girl gets raped and she comes back and kills them all? And they did a remake uh, of it. Spit on Your Grave? Yes. It, the, yeah. I'm sorry, the rape scene in this movie, I'm sorry, makes I Spit on Your Grave look like kindergarten work. <laughs> like, it was I really bizarre, that. too. It was really yeah. just like, they would just come out of left field. Uh, also, by the way, since you brought up Itchy's Weapon earlier, I do have to mention, it was uh, completely different than anything I've ever seen anybody use. He had like a foot knife. I don't know how to describe it any other way, but it was pretty damn effective. Yeah, his foot blades. Yeah, pretty cool. And like his number on his back, you know, mm-hmm. that's where each comes from because it stands for number one. So he was the next one assassin. It was just, it's just insane. The whole thing is just, I think it's beautiful. <laughs> Another thing that I thought was weird and out of place but also kind of awesome at the same time and made me laugh was the um the guy who was like itchy's i don't even know what i want to call him his boss his mentor whatever he was supposed to be and you know he just looks like some old older man and then he just like tears off his shirt and (laughs) his pants and he's some roided up bodybuilder i was like what the hell is going on right now (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I think he's like his owner. <laughs> I thought I stepped into another movie at that point. Yeah, it's like, hey, when'd you show up? <laughs> That's weird. I agree with you because I remember that I had the same reaction when I first watched the movie. I was like, okay, <laughs> this one from. And you could tell that it was like his head was inserted onto that body too, so it made it yeah. even funnier. Because you're like, that's not his body. Are you serious? Really, <laughs> um, but that whole character didn't make sense to me. Like, I, okay, so the, the, that was one of the things about this movie, and, I, and I'm I'm going to say it as a negative, but I don't really mean it that way because this movie was so goofy in that level of, you know, a weirdness that it's like it's like you can't get mad about it. It's just one of those things where you're trying to make sense of it, and I guess I'm wasting my time. But, like, I didn't understand why he hypnotized them other than to kill these other mob bosses. Um, I, I don't understand where they met. I mean, like, there was just no explanation for so many things. Like, it, it, why did he even train Itchy if he was just going to – he could just do the same thing himself. 
Clearly, he was just snapping limbs on that one, dude. Yeah, I I think, like, they love, honestly, just depending on the director and um, some other things, most of them leave those open questions so you can kind of make the story, you you know, your mind fills in holes, you know? Mm -hmm. So, like, sometimes that'll make the story different for you every time you watch it. I think they do that purposely, not just because, you know, they forgot or they're just being poor at it. I think they're doing it as a part of entertainment. I think that's what that is. Other than the vigilante mob storyline, you know, the thing that I – and I mentioned the movie earlier, but I really feel like the movie I can closely – most closely associate this movie with is really American Psycho. I feel like this movie has a lot in common with that movie, uh, just because of the dark comedy aspects of it. Yeah, and some of it, you like, you want to laugh, but you're not sure if you should. (laughs) And they don't explain everything either. You have to figure it out on your own and just kind of piece it together for yourself. My favorite character was the Kakihara, or or whatever his name was. I, I loved him. I thought he was awesome. I was like, yeah. I want to see a whole movie with him again, because he was great. Yeah, he's a, he's actually um, a pretty big, big actor in the genre, and even some action ones. Um, you can actually look him up. And um, Tadanobu Asano. He was in Thor. I'll be damned. I had no idea. And Thor, the dark, uh, whatever, the, the second yeah. Thor movie. Yeah. Um, uh, it's funny you were talking about um, what was it? It gave you a hostile feel. Well, uh, yeah. Mike, who who is the filmmaker of this, actually had his hands in Hostel, the Hostel that the first one that was in 2005. Nice. Yeah. Here, here's a nice thing that you'll like as a publicity gimmick. Barf bags were handed out at the Toronto International Film Festival festival to those attending the midnight screaming of this film, a screening of this film. Screaming, I'm sure. Um, I, I'm thinking maybe the part where they had the tongue would be a good place for that. Yes, <laughs> yes. Because like um, you can just tell when it's like a random brutal scene. You can just tell like um, you know the scene uh, which is one of my favorites. The 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 uh, flame. On mm-hmm. the girl's eyeball? Yeah. Hostile? Yes. That is him. That is his work right there. It's not just Eli Roth. <laughs> it's, can, can, you, can you eat an egg while watching that scene? Oh, never. I couldn't eat. <laughs> <laughs> it's, the most, oh, it's, it's such a good scene. I remember mm-hmm. the first time I seen it. Like I screamed and clapped and everything. <laughs> I remember being at the theater, just like, "Why am I watching this?" But I'm so happy I'm watching it. But I'm I'm so mm-hmm. disgusted with myself. It's like like a lot of people, and I, and I was talking to my wife about this. Um, a lot of people like to test themselves with roller coasters and like you know jumping out of planes and stuff. This is the this is where I get my thrills. You know, this is the thing that I like really pressing my limits on is to see what type of disgusting things I can watch in a movie and, and deal with, you know, like human centipede and all those. And I know, Oh yeah. And you know, see, you know, I talk to Vic all the time and I listen to y'all's podcast and, and all this stuff. And I'm a fan of the, the things y'all are fans of. And, and, you know, when he would talk about things, I'm like, so I would, I was like, well, you know what, y'all have been doing this for years. There's probably not much you haven't seen or you can see. I was like, what about, what I like the most, and I started saying stuff, and I was telling the scenes and different directors and how some American directors and them will come together and make things like Hostel 
you know, mm-hmm. stuff like that. And he was like, are you serious? I was like, yeah. <laughs> I was like, if you want to test your boundaries and your limits and see something you've never seen before, check this stuff out. Because even uh, a lot of our, I love it. <laughs> a lot of our cool slasher scenes come from, you know, Giallo, uh, the Italian horror movies. So, I mean, yeah, I know where you're coming from. There, There is a root somewhere else in a lot of these movies. And um, obviously there's a lot of good roots in Japan. By the way, that director, uh, Takashi Miki, uh, reveals on the U.S. Tokyo Shock DVD release that the semen used in the close-up during the intro sequence when the film's title raises out of a puddle of semen is real. So there's yeah. that for you. Now yeah, you'll, be able, now you'll think about that every time. <laughs> yes, that's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's pretty great. Okay, so as you both, as we both know, just for anybody who didn't know, the name Ichi means one, which is why he wears the yellow number one on his costume. You know, Connie, I can actually count from one to ten in Japanese, so I have that going for me if I ever go to Japan. Ichi, Sanchi, Go, Roku, Shichi, Hachi, Kuju. And I didn't look that up. I remember. I learned it in middle school and kept it with me for some reason. Good job. Hell yeah. I could be a referee in Japan if I ever want to, you know, go to a wrestling show or something. Right. Weird stat (laughs) for you. Although nearly every member of the Yakuza owns a gun, only two shots are fired in the entire film, and no one is killed by them. (laughs) You know what? Yeah, I didn't think about that either. You think they would at least try to shoot at him once? Well, I mean, and you know, just weird shit like that happens in the movie, and it's so fun to see fun facts like that because I've seen it numerous times. I'm an owner, so mm-hmm. like you, if you watch it more than once, you'll notice more and more things. And and see, I've seen it so many times, I didn't even notice that. Mm-hmm. So there's so much to it, and like the old guy freaking you out by ripping off his shirt and stuff. But, <laughs> it was so funny. Yeah, <laughs> it was so random. So weird. But you know, that's what I think. The reason that guy's probably there, or at least this is the story I came up with, is like, can you imagine Ichi, um, Ichi without a friggin' handler? Yeah. Like, you can tell he's been touched, okay? And I don't mean in the no-nos. I mean, like, in the brain. Like, <laughs> he might have been right? touched in the no-nos, too. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's possible. I don't know. You've seen what he did to the plant outside. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no what was wrong with that kid? But like, I, I think that's his place in the movie. Honestly, he's 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 a warm body. I don't. Yeah, care. He, he's a real person. <laughs> yeah, he's just there to add some stability to the itchy character. You know, as weird as Ichi, most most uh, of these heroes in these movies, even like a Spider Man, are a badass on some level. And I guess Ichi, you know, would qualify. But the dude's crying most of the movie. He's crying yeah. most of the movie, and, and not like in the emo way, like certain superheroes. But I'm talking about just crying. I'm like, this guy's great. Yeah, he's just a bundle of emotions. And it's just it's just crazy. And he has like a cleaning crew too. Yeah. Like, you're so badass, you got professional cleaners and I'll look you around. I had a hard time figuring out what was going on with that until, you know, like twenty, thirty minutes in. I couldn't figure out who Ichi Ichi was and who the hell they were. Like, you know what I'm saying? It was tough to like figure out who everybody was because it felt like it started off in a weird point. It was like a Tarantino movie at first because I couldn't figure uh, out where I was. You know, I love that. Dude. I love Tarantino movies. I love, mm-hmm. I love the, the the guessing games. I don't like it so much where at the end you're still not sure if you know what the fuck happened. But 
I definitely, I definitely like, you know, um, being able to um, make up the story a little bit. It makes you more involved in your movie. You know, I think there's a handful of movies that can get away with stuff like that. This is one of those movies um, to where it can be effective. The Shining is another one of those movies. Uh, American Psycho, you know. Fight Club gave you a reason. But, you know, throughout the movie, you're confused as shit for most people. So there's ones that you can do it effectively and not annoy your audience, I don't think. Right. It's not for everybody. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, it's not for everybody. If you feel like sitting down and turning your brain off, you would have already had to have seen this movie to enjoy it. But to watch it for the first time, um, it's kind of a mind fuck. You know what I mean? Because you're not. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know what can prepare you to like watch the movie. You know, it's like one of those things where it's like, even if you told me all these things about the movie, I still wouldn't know what I was stepping into. And that is what I think happened to Vic. Because he actually wrote me after he's watched it and made some comments along those lines. Because <laughs> I was like, if you really want to, you, you, if you're going to watch your first J-horror, like legit one, you know, or A-horror, whatever, I said, I'm going to need you to watch E.G. the Killer. Because this one is going to make you go, what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. It, it was cool, though. It was cool. And, you know, I have a, a lot of good things about it, uh, and, and you know, very few bad, and most of the bad are, like, forgivable bad. They're not the type of bad that are going to ruin a movie. Um, and, yeah, Vic just mentioned something to me that I agree with. I've had the, the bad guy, even though he wasn't a bad guy to me, I thought he was the good guy of the movie, the one that was the sadomasochist uh Kakihara or whatever. I thought he was, uh, the, I thought he was Ichi, you know, because he's on the cover, and then Vic thought that too, so. Yeah, yeah. All right. Yeah, that's kind of crazy because um, you find out who the killer is, and, you know, they're both killers, actually. And, um, you know, Takihara is uh, – I agree with you on that, too. He's more of the, the, the hero because I think it's just because he shows his dedication in the most masochistic way ever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's just – I don't know. It's just really good. So he looks like a killer. But, you know, it's just really weird to see this kid in this black suit with a number one on his back crying and cutting people up. <laughs> so, like, <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't think E.G. would be. Yeah, I mean, I, I had no idea. I figured it, even like 40, 30, 40 minutes in, I still thought he was him and he just wasn't telling anybody. You know what I mean? Like I said, it took me a while <laughs> to catch up to what the movie actually was. So, yeah. you know, once you get to that point, you're okay. Um so, okay, I've seen the movie once, and um, I'll throw out my rating first um, because I think, you know, aside from Vic, it's the one that's the most – I went in and was the most surprised by it. You know, obviously you've seen it several times. I give it a three and a half out of four. It's not a perfect movie by any means, um, what movie is. But as far as, like, horror movies, and I don't, like I said, I don't even classify this uh, as horror um, – It's dark comedy, the blackest of black comedies, like an American Psycho. I mean, don't get me wrong. I'd love to call it balls-to-the-wall horror. I just can't really, you know, see it that way. But it is is awesome in any way that you can want a movie, a gore fest to be awesome. It's torture porn to the max level. 
Um, but also not torture porn to where, I mean, there's certain movies where it's torture porn and it's like, is this all it is though? You know what I mean? Like, don't get me wrong. I don't mind torture porn. I even like the term torture porn, but you know, if that's all you're watching in a movie, we have to get a little bit more. It needs to be a little bit more, um, uh, sizzle with that steak, you know, or, or steak with that sizzle. And this one, this one gave us just that with the neck sprays. And, you know, the tongue, I will never forget the tongue as long as I live, I can guarantee you that much. And the nipples and the hanging from the hooks was, um, what's uh, American Mary? It made me think of that. Uh, there were a lot of things uh, about this that I could tell other movies through their influence from. And it was awesome. Um, and the boiling water getting thrown on the dude, Vic just mentioned yeah. that too. Vic also gives this movie a three and a half for anybody wondering. A high three and a half. So if there were, we were to give it a high or a low three and a half, I would agree with him. I'd give it a high three and a half. If I were to watch it again, I have this feeling it's one of those movies that would grow on me over time. Just because movies like this, like I said, like American Psycho, they seem like movies that are even better on repeat viewing because you know what to expect going in and you can just enjoy yourself rather than like trying to figure out what the hell's going on the whole time. So now, you know, that's from a person who's seen it once. Uh, two people have seen it once. They pretty much have the same opinion. And Vic and I don't always agree on these types of movies. So, Connie, it's your turn. All right. Well, let's see. Um, as far as this film rating goes, I'm with you all on the three and a half because uh, this is what I would have rated it the first time me watching it. Mm-hmm. Um, with all those things you said, I mean, you pretty much hit the nail on the head. It's it's all those things, um, but being a repeat repeat viewer, like you said, I've already seen it. I, I I wasn't playing the guessing game so much at the beginning. You know, I got to enjoy all the little details. I give it a four after that because I've got to notice um, all the other things you might have missed the first turn. Now, yeah, I agree that it may not be exactly horror, and the reason it's even been brought to you guys because it's fallen in a genre from the Japanese, so I thought this would be a fun twist for you guys. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, and it's definitely a dark comedy, but it is it is it. They don't take any you know anything away from that blood and the gore though. There's guts and blood all over the place, you know. At least six the neck sprays and some br- really brutal scenes. <laughs> so it's it's you know not for the faint of heart. But yeah, I think I'd stick with. For the first viewing, uh, yeah, a good three and a half because it's not really, really horror, but it's definitely dark enough um, for you to <laughs> suggest it's something of the like. It's it's um, very, very, very different. And well, like I said, this well, like I said, we talked about American Psycho on this show, and as much as I want to call that horror, it's the blackest of black comedies. Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2 is kind of that way, too. So, I mean, like, you know, for, for me to say something like that is not a knock whatsoever on any movie. I love black comedies. In fact, if anything, I'm more entertained. I know this is weird to say from somebody like me, but I'm more entertained by black comedies than I am by just straight horror. Because horror movies are great if you're in the mood for that type of thing. But as far as pop it in any single day, dark comedy any day of the week, I'd rather watch a dark comedy over horror because you – um, get all sorts of entertainment in there instead of just the straight horror. Um, and I, that might be sacrilegious to say as a horror fan, but for me, I, I just feel like it's it's true. Like, I like, you know, a little bit more with my horror. Like, I feel like Hatchet on some level has a lot of dark comedy in it. You know, movies like that where they 
they find a good mix between the horror and comedy. So I think it's cool that they did that, and I like that about this. And I think it's cool that we went in a different direction. So um, one of these days, we're going to have to talk about a movie that you've seen, and neither one of us, I don't think, have seen yet. And I know I've always wanted to my entire life, and I've, I've seen it. It's when I was really young, and it's Cannibal Holocaust. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's one I really want to see. And I've heard yeah. some things. I've heard some things for a very long time. So um, I, I'm pretty excited about it. Isn't it on Shutter? Uh, yes, it is. That's what Vic said anyway. Yeah, there you go. So I'm going to make it happen. Um, I was going to actually ask you something along the lines of cannibals, because I know you enjoy uh, some good cannibalism. Um, Green Inferno. I got to watch it for the first time recently. And I have to tell you, like, I'm still not sure what I think of that movie. Like, you came on the show right after you had watched it, and you didn't get to give your full thoughts on it. So we're going to go back in time a little bit, both of us, because I've seen it now. And, um, uh, and I just, like, okay, I, I can't say I'm disappointed. I think my expectations were too high for it. Because, number one, it was Eli Roth, who I love. And, two, right. it was Cannibals. But at the right. same time, it's like, but what am I disappointed by? I got everything that I thought I should want in it. I thought it was going to be more brutal. I think that's maybe what it was. And, and it wasn't as uncomfortable as I expected, which is weird. Right. But that's really what it was, I think. I mean, I'm with you on that one. Um it's almost got a remake. I mean, the story's been told before. So, in a very, it's a very older, older uh, movie. But so they're not really calling it a remake because mm-hmm. they added something a little more modern, like um, you know, the kids flying flying over there to save, you know, this that. It wasn't just like you know, um, a different situation. But it's basically a remake. So Eli Roth took this story. And we all, you know, because of what Eli Roth does, being a fan, you, you were expecting, yeah, the brutality. You were expecting scenes to make you go, holy shit, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and there were a couple, but not that many. Well, I mean, you know what grossed me out more than anything? They're girls shitting through the fence. <laughs> yeah. It, and that was like, I, I felt like they almost like did that after the fact because they didn't have enough to like, um, gross-out scenes, you know what well, I mean? Like, hey, let's have this girl crap through a fence because, you know, watching people salt a torso just wasn't enough. Mm-hmm. And, I, I, you know, I think I, I agree with you on that. I It wasn't bad, but I just wanted more. It just yeah. didn't have the wow factor. It just didn't yeah, it, bring it. It just wasn't there for me. Like, it was one of those meals where it was like, it's kind of like going to McDonald's. You get full off of it, but are you really happy after it's all said and done? You're just kind of like, eh. You know what I mean? You're yeah. like, I could have done so much better. I mean, I didn't spend a whole lot of money for it because I red boxed it, but at the same time, it's like, maybe I should have went and got a steak instead. You know what I mean? Yeah. I actually went and seen it in theaters and then watched it second uh, uh, another time because I'm a rewatcher. Um to just see if I can notice more things, um, if I could pull from it a little better. And I love, you know, cannibalism is one of my favorite, favorite grossness. (laughs) So Mm -hmm. uh, I watched it a second time, and you know what? It was like watching a commercial for me. 
Yeah. It, it, nothing popped out. Nothing blew my mind. I mean, the ending was kind of stupid. <laughs> yeah, I uh, didn't like the ending at all. In fact, that probably knocked it down a peg for me. Um, yeah. The, the ending was just... Endings have pissed me off lately. You know, you don't have to go over the top with an ending. Just have an ending, you know? Yeah, close the story, you know? I mean, that's all you got to do. It's not hard. But, you know, they want to leave cliffhangers. I'm like, how are you going to leave a cliffhanger on a cannibal movie? Except Hannibal. You know, Hannibal is a story of a doctor, not, you know, cannibals out in the jungle. <laughs> like, I'm like, why are you... <laughs> Well, on top of that, why is she defending them? I mean, that whole logic was goofy to me anyway. I get where they were going with that. But I'm sorry, if you watched all your friends get eaten, you wouldn't be fucking protecting them. Come on, be real. Hell no. No, you wouldn't. And, like, I don't know. I just thought, um, I think probably the most, a few of the scenes that might have kind of, you know, it didn't really wow me, but it, 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 it satisfied me, just like you said, like the McDonald's value meal. Like when, <laughs> when they're going to cut off her girly girl parts because that's how yeah. they roll. Oh, that, that shit was making me uncomfortable. That, I will give you that. Dude, it made me squirm a lot. <laughs> I was like, no, 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 no. Like, I can deal with everything but circumcision. Like, I can't. I just can't get down. <laughs> I just don't. Well, it's uh, funny because I'm not, you know, I'm not a chick, clearly, but I, I felt the pain for women at that point. You know what I mean? That was too much. We don't even circumcise women. Can you even imagine how that happens? And then she uh, had that terrific. hook. And it happens, though. It happens, though, is the sick thing. And, you know, that was one of the reasons she wanted to go over there was mm-hmm. – it was just funny how they put her in that situation. So I got my satisfaction with that. Okay, she's a she's a big dummy. She wants to go over and save all these girls from getting, you know, all their stuff taken away from them. And it's, like, brutal, and it's, you know, it's all insensitive. It's all these things. And guess what? They painted your face, and now they're going to cut you with a tooth thing. <laughs> so it's like, that I kind of enjoyed. But other than yeah. that, even the body part, parts wasn't that great. It looked like, um, uh, I don't know, like body parts from, you know, Dr. Satan, you know, the House of Horrors from freaking uh, House of a Thousand. It was just like jiggling body parts. It didn't make any sense. Like, it didn't scare me at all. You know, um, along those same lines, uh, I was thinking of the guy getting torn apart, and it didn't bother me. You know what I mean? Like, that should bother me. Uh, yeah. It should, and it didn't bother me. And, you know, I think one of the reasons why, even though he was semi-likable, I think one of the reasons why I was not bothered about what was happening to these people, I didn't like any of these losers. You know, you got to <laughs> at least have some sort of attachment to characters. You know what right. I mean? I think they and, tried to put over the girl, but she just, she wasn't selling it, man. I wasn't with her on it. She, yeah, she, I think she most of us were up. rooting for the cannibals. You know, it ends up being like Jason Voorhees. Most of us root for Jason or Michael Myers because nobody cares about the other characters, and that's how this was. Right. I agree completely. I was disappointed, honestly. But just like as you said, I thought they could have really, especially with Eli Roth, you know, it kind of let me down. And I'm not just being a cannibal snob, which I'm known to be. But, like, that, like, you had a chance to really knock this shit out of the park. And I think you just, 
it you just got a reason to make some hype and you didn't have any fall through. Have like you not, only seen the um the theatrical version? Uh no, I've seen the uncut. So is the uncut any better? Is it, I'm asking because I haven't seen it. Not really. I mean, not really. I mean, it is. It's it's extended a little bit. Mm-hmm. You can tell there's a little more of them suffering in the cage. There's um, a little more dialogue uh, of suffering. Um, a little more of the witch. You know, that's why I call her the medicine woman. You know, yeah. the head head queen of her just doing some weird. You know face gestures and shit. I mean, it really wasn't, you know, usually directors, because that's all the, that's the extra little tasty bits that we don't get. And mm-hmm. I think really fell short with that, with this too. So it disappointed me. I, I just wasn't happy with my value meal at all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they, they probably fucked it up is what happened. They didn't give you the right order. And that's kind of how I feel about that. You would think that the deleted scenes, if, if you know, if what you're saying is true, you'd think that they, you know, would buckle to studio pressure and just, you know, delete scenes that they couldn't have in the movie because they were trying to get a theatrical release. But apparently they didn't even bother with them. I, I don't know. I, maybe they just didn't want to end up like Hatchet and, and then have to, you know, if they were to get it to the theater, you know, cut half the movie out. I don't know. It's just weird. But, you know, for what it was, it was fine. I'd give it three out of four. I, I, kind of a low three out of four. Um, but I think because of the genre and the fact that I haven't seen a good cannibal movie since probably Ravenous. I love that movie. Um, oh, it's it, a good one. Yeah. It's one that I don't think Vic's ever seen either. Ravenous is the shit. I think it's one that's like a hidden gem. I don't know why people have never heard of that movie. It's great. I think the only reason maybe I've watched it is because of my love of uh, cannibal, cannibalism. Mm-hmm. Maybe. I, I remember when it was uh, – I remember – I mean, I guess I'm old, but I remember when it was um, like the previews were were coming out for it, and I was like, that movie looks fucking awesome. And I was like 14 or 15 at the time. I was like, I need to see that movie. And uh, I ended up watching it on VHS or something like that, and I was like, this movie's great. And one of the things that I'll never forget about that movie is the music. And I don't know if that hits home with you, if you you remember the music at all, but something about it was really effective. You know what? Uh... <laughs> that, you know, I mean, some there's very few movies that I watch and I really enjoy soundtracks because mm-hmm. they just play the right tune with the right scene. You know what? I might have to do a rewatch and and really get with that because if it's like you say, I, I don't connect myself to the music at all. This I, one, I, this I, one was I, like a. I think if if this movie was more popular and was more well known, it could be right up there with some of the the good themes out there. It had this ding, 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 ding. It had a certain sound to it. It's not so much that I'm talking about all these different, you know, songs throughout the movie. I'm talking about one specific theme song that was kind of like, you know, what you get from Psycho or Friday the 13th or Texas Chainsaw. It had a certain quality and sound to it. And I don't give two shits about music. You know me, Connie. I don't ever go to concerts or anything. I don't have anything against it. It's just not my thing, you know? So for me to pick up on something like that, it must have done something right. And I watched it a few months ago, so that's why I remember it. But, yeah, if you ever get the opportunity, definitely rewatch that because I think you'll have even more of an appreciation for it. Yeah, I think so because I am a music lover. Um, I'm sure you see, y'all see all my posts about 
what show I'm at and what album mm-hmm. I'm doing and what I'm listening to, what show I'm wearing. You know, it's always something with me. And um, it's that and horror films, you know. And uh, that, that's like my jam. So, you know what? Maybe the music, the music did move me at one time, but it has been so long, Travis. I've forgotten about that movie. So mm-hmm. I want to thank you for even bringing it up. That is going to be on my rewatch list immediately. I'm going to do it. And I might have to call in on one of y'all's podcasts and let you know what I thought. And there's a lot of actors in this movie that you'll know when you watch. You'll be like, I'll be goddamned. I didn't realize he was in this. I'll be goddamned. I didn't realize he was in this. You know, so, yeah, definitely come back on and talk about it after you saw, after you see it again. Because, you know, I've watched it probably three times in my life, and I've liked it every single time. And for different reasons each time, because I've probably watched it in, like, every decade of my life, in my 30s and my 20s and in my teens. So, you know or uh, every the last three decades. But, yeah, it, it's crazy um, how cool that movie is and the fact that it's criminally underrated, I think. Um, but to uh, continue on with our talks there, about movies that have come out recently, like Green Inferno, that you had some sort of high expectations for, I wanted to talk about one with you, and I don't know if you've seen it yet. Have you seen the Poltergeist remake yet? Of course I did. <laughs> All right, so so Vic and I love the original Poltergeist, okay? But we also are of the feeling that you can remake whatever. Once you do Halloween, Texas Chainsaw, it's like whatever. You know, we're not going to bitch about it anymore. And so, you know, like we saw the previews for Poltergeist, and it looked like it was going to be more straight horror than the original, which seemed like it was going to be cool. So we went and saw the movie. And boy, I tell you what, as far as movies that have come out recently, that one hit me in the nuts as far as disappointment, probably worse than anything. And it took a while to sink in. Uh, I'm agreeing with you on there because Poltergeist, believe it or not, is one of, it's probably my first, um, I, I wouldn't call it horror, it's, you know, it, it's scary, um, whatever you want to call it. Um, it that Watching that movie as a kid, it scared me more than Exorcist. Like Exorcist There were scenes, yeah, I agree with you 100%. The clown Poltergeist. never bothered me. But there's shit in that movie that is scary as hell. And I watched it as a child because, you know, back then we were allowed to watch that shit. So I mean, like, it was PG. Yeah, but we watched it. You know, there. I mean, there's trees eating people. There's coffins coming up. There's clowns under the bed. People getting sucked into goo. I mean, that's some crazy shit for a young kid to watch. So that movie literally pulled me in and just before even I got – to watch slashers it pulled me into the eerie dark lovely scene of all the movies you know the scary shit it made me fall in love with what we all do now you know like what we watch now and, and you know mm-hmm. of course i was watch stuff more that was a little more brutal i probably should not have been watching jason when it first came out well but, i did but yeah <laughs> so, so with that being said i am a huge fan of the first one and I'm not an author of the remake. I, remake. I was actually stoked to see it in modern times. I'm mm-hmm. like, you know what? I would love to see this situation in our everyday life now. Like, what would happen if it happened now? And just as if it was the same when I was a kid. That's what made it so scary. Because it mm-hmm. was in real time. It was scary as shit. Well, I was extremely disappointed. Now, granted, they have to stick to the story, or you can't really call it a remake. You know, you have to follow certain rules. 
I absolutely hate that Carolyn was not in the movie. It yeah. pissed me off. They picked the most, what was it, Dakota? What was her name? They picked the most know. random, random, I don't know, trendy kid name. <laughs> so I was pissed about that. And then it's just like it didn't have any of the scary things. Like you remember in the first one when the guy looks in the mirror with the, and the maggots are on yeah. his face and he rips his face off? Mm-hmm. They, they turn that into, wor- what was it, worms or some shit? Yeah. The second one, I was like, how are you going to take one of the most fucked up scenes in the first one and dumb it down to earthworms? Like, who does that? You know, it, it, and there were so many of those scenes that they watered down completely that were yeah. great in the original, but in the remake, they just fucked it all up. The clowns. I wanted the clowns to be cool because it seemed like they would be, and they suck. Uh, but one thing I will tell you that I thought was cool, I thought it was cool that we got to see where whatever her name was, the little girl, Carol Ann, originally. Oh, but I thought it was cool that we got to see the quote-unquote the further. You know what I mean? I call it the further because I feel like Insidious kind of got that from Poltergeist. Yeah, yes, the further. Yes, definitely, I agree. And you know what? That's so funny because that is the one thing I said I liked out of that movie was mm-hmm. that you got to see when they would find the light and you got to see where the supposed to be Carol Ann is in the house. Like, she's in the house. You didn't just hear her voice. Or he was mm-hmm. that you actually seen her running down the stairs and and stuff like that, but you only seen her shadow. So that, I thought, was re- a really fun take on that, a spin. And honestly, that's pretty bad when that's the only thing I could say about it. Like, yeah, I mean, that's really the only thing I have that's positive about it, too. I didn't like the characters, once again. I didn't like the actors so much. You know, and this is something, Connie, that that is true across the board, okay? We can talk about how you can remake these movies. It's okay. You can do that. But there's something to be said for replacing actors with new actors, and it's just really hard to capture what they were able to pull off. And that family was just not as lovable, even with Craig T. Nelson being a loser who was a drunk. (laughs) You know, as the old family, they just weren't. And, you know, we can do the Robert Englund can't be, you know, nobody else can be Freddy debate all we want on this show, but at the end of the day, that's a hell of a lot different than an entire family and a bunch of other characters that you're trying to replace, and this was damn near a shot-by-shot remake. There wasn't a whole lot different than the original. They just didn't do it as well. You know, this is kind of like Psycho. I mean, they did the same shit, basically. I really thought this was going to be like a reimagining with connections to the original, because they tried to pass this off as, this is half remake and half sequel. So I thought it was somebody else moves into the same house or the same neighborhood or something, you know? Yeah, but no, they didn't do that. Yeah, and then then it was like, okay, so they're basically just doing a remake. So as, as a fan, I'm watching it, and I see they're touching all bases. So they're following, you know, they didn't do the chair sliding through the freaking I mean, some of these scenes were just so iconic, and yes, they touched them, but like you said, they watered them down. I think they took something just absolutely beautiful, had a chance to just really sell it, didn't cast right, and didn't shoot right, and watered down all the good shit. The clown didn't even scare me. In the first one, the clown, and I'm bringing it up, was smaller, but I mean, the clown scared the fuck out of me. That thing mm-hmm. was scary. <laughs> 
this one was like, huh, you know? Like, yep. I, my, my nine-year-old could watch that and not even be afraid. That's how bad it is. Yeah, I just uh, a lot of the newer movies are harder for kids to watch and and not you know and and be uh, scared. But like this one is not one of those movies. Like okay, I'll give you an example. I wouldn't let the kids watch Friday Thirteenth remake or Halloween remake. They're a hell of a lot more intense than the original. You know, they're just too intense. They're too violent. They're too racy. It's too much. But this movie. Like, this movie, if they want to watch it, feel free. They're just not going to get much out of it as far as I'm concerned. And you know the worst thing about the entire movie to me? They're here. It completely sucked when that girl said they're here. I was like, well, they should have just cut that out of the movie completely then. Yeah, because, you know, I have that tattooed on my wrist. I actually have a old television tattooed on my wrist that says they're here with handprints. And mm-hmm. see... This is why I love you, because, again, that pissed me off with her no-selling ass. I'm like, <laughs> this is awful. I'm like, y'all are breaking my heart. And honestly, how did the first one get rated when it got rated, and then this one get rated when it got rated, and mm-hmm. didn't even come with it? Like, how did that even happen? Is it the, is it the calm difference? What is it? Like, I, I, was, I was so disappointed. I don't know, but, you know, I, I tell you what, I have to bring something up, okay, since you talk about tattoos, um, because I think we loosely talked about it maybe last week about the new tattoo you got, the minor, it is badass as hell, the minor, and, you know, you have an affinity for the minor, unlike anybody but maybe me, because I feel like the minor is one of the most underrated slasher characters ever in horror, and it's just a damn shame we never technically got to see Harry Warden kill anybody. But uh, the miner, the costume, the weapon, all of it, badass. Yes, insanely. And, you know, I got, you know, they did the remake, and I was stoked about the remake, and it was it was decent for what it was. It was. I mean, it was fine. Yeah, it did okay. So I wasn't completely disappointed, and you know I went and seen that in theaters. I was mm-hmm. there when it came out. But the first one, like, I agree with you, totally underrated. Um, Super creepy. Like, he has, you know, I don't want to say like Jason, also, you know, not like Freddy or even Michael Myers. He has a little bit of a Michael Myers effect about him. So I think he is very underrated because some of the scenes, and even though it's considered a B movie, mm, I don't know why. And all that, um, just think about when it was released and how insanely creepy this was. And Vic, actually, um, whenever we talked about My Bloody Valentine, I guess it was two years ago on this podcast, um, Vic watched the um, the cut version, the one that, you know, like you get the double feature with April Fool's Day, and you get that, you know, you get that version, and it's fine. That one's fine. But if you really want to get the full effect of the movie, just like Silent Night, Deadly Night, you got to get the one where they restore the scenes, uh, the cut scenes, and it is so much better with the longer kills. My God, this movie yeah. has some awesome effects for its time. For its time, yes, I agree, and I've seen, and that is the one I got to watch, and the one I love and own. Like it, it is just so good, and it's such a shame that back then, even though you know um, what got sold to the audience was still pretty creepy and scary, but mm-hmm. all the stuff you didn't get to see because of budget. 
was like the self. The, those were the scenes, man. <laughs> those were the money makers. You know, I, I would have thought the minor, if they could put in all those good scenes, the minor would be just as infamous as Warrior. That is a fact. Oh yeah. Because he yeah. and he didn't get sequels because his first cut that that hit the ground and it's time didn't get the scenes like Voorhees got. So he he wasn't put over. You know, but I feel like I've I've seen it, and if, if no one, anybody listening hasn't seen that, watch the uncut one because it is nothing but stellar. Like just the the whole creek value about it, the blood scenes, the, uh, the screen queens in it. I mean, you really believe these women are being <laughs> being murdered? Like it's mm-hmm. good. Yeah, it, it almost makes you think, how the hell did they fake that? Tell you what, in 10 years, I hope they reboot it again. This time they do Harry Warden is the killer, and we actually get a series out of it because he's just so badass. And also, you know, another thing that I'll bring up about music again, and it's only the one song at the end, the Ballad of Harry Warden that they play yeah. in the original. I love that. That is good shit. Yeah, I got, I got him on my arm. Did you see the pictures? Yes, I did. That's why I was saying it's so badass. Number one, it's cool that you got it, but you got it huge on your arm, and we're talking about a character that most people don't know, which is a crying shame, number one. Number two, I just think it's cool that you homage somebody like that, you know, because most people will get a Jason or a Michael Myers, but you, you went over the top with somebody that most people don't know, and that's cool. I mean, Jason is definitely my number one fave um, after you the You and Myers, me both. You know? Yes, he's my jam. Um, but yes, you're right. I mean, he is completely covering my shoulder and most of my arm because he, like you said, like he's so underrated and he is, if people got to see what we got to see back then, he'd be just as big as Jason. And my love for him is huge. So I got him all the way down my arm and he won two awards at the tattoo convention. Yes, he did. Um, Oh, yeah, and another thing about uh, Harry Warden or the minor. I didn't like I, – I mean, it's not that I didn't like. I didn't care about really where they went with the minor uh, at the end of the movies, you know, the reveal as to why they were the minor. But I did love the Harry Warden backstory about how he he ate the other people to preserve his own air. That was sick, but awesome. Yeah. Yes. Thank you, cannibalism. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, well, you know, if the zombie apocalypse, uh, apocalypse ever happens, we know which gang you'll be in. I hear you. So um, one of our big contentions about horror conventions are The Walking Dead. So I have to ask you, do you watch that show? Um, I do, uh, but I haven't been as dedicated as I once was because, honestly, I read the graphic novels. Ah. So- I um am I I touch base with the show when it first came out I I stayed with it pretty consecutively but I'm not gonna lie when I say I've I've missed quite a few episodes in between and we catch up every now and again I'm not dedicated to it because I already know most of the story because I'm ahead mm-hmm. of the game so. Well, it's funny because, like, um, originally I, I tried to convince Vic how great the show was. And, and this was originally, like, the first season I really liked it. And then it was like, eh. And then a little while after I was like, eh. And then a little while yeah. after that I was like, yeah, I'm not wasting my time anymore. So I haven't watched it in about a season and a half. So um, I, I've seen a lot of people talking about it over the last couple months, I think, because the finale, finale just happened. 
So I may, I may try to catch up with it. What about American yeah. Horror Story? I, I hear you watched this season. I have not yet. So when it gets on Netflix, I will. But I hear that there's some great things in there. Oh my gosh! I have to tell you, it's. I don't want to spoil it for you though. It's well, I know about Ramirez and them. I know about that because nobody oh. can keep that away from the, us, you know. The Night Stalker, he's there. Mm-hmm. Um. I don't know, you know, uh, a very infamous cannibal shows up. Uh, uh, let's see. Oh, a very infamous clown shows up. Mm-hmm. Uh, of course, A.K.H. Holmes himself. Mm-hmm. And of course, my favorite, uh, by the way. Yes, I know. And uh, um, my favorite shows up, and it shows a very sensitive side of him, and, and it also shows him when he flips. So, of course, <laughs> I noted out all the way, started squealing to see O'Donnell himself flip his shit. Mm-hmm. It was just amazing to even see their, their take on it. But, of course, they add all the extra little goodies in the story as far as throwing Lady Gaga in there, and she just kills it. There's a reason she won that award, by the way. Nice. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So good. So good. And I love the story of H.H. H. Holmes. So when I found out, and I love American Horror Story, I don't miss a season. Mm-hmm. I've been hooked since day one. And when I watched this and found out the backstory and everything to it and the cast and everything, you know, most of it is just people. But yeah. some, of the, some of the characters in this show, I'm telling you what, will we'll, we'll get you. You'll love them. You'll fall in love with these people or things. I have no doubts at all. And, you know, um, to uh, get on the clown subject, you brought up you brought up Gacy. So I, I want to share something that I don't know if you knew or if anybody else knew. In 2011, this is something I just found out today, his nephew, and I can't remember the guy's name, but his nephew, Gacy's nephew, actually was, arrest, was uh, arrested and put in jail for, uh, I believe it was, well, molestation of a minor. So I must run in the family. Wow. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he looked like him, too. Fat guy and everything. Oh, Lord. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Hopefully they put him away longer than they did Gacy. If a big guy named Gacy wanted to be my friend, I'd be like, no. Ooh, I don't know if he had the same last name because it's probably on the sister's side. I think he only had the uh, sister, you know, so it would have been like her son, I, I would think. I would think. I'm not totally sure, though. Well, yeah, that's yeah. You're right because he didn't really have that line going his way. So no, yeah, but no. He shows up, it's like a dinner table thing. Um, what's her name? You know the one that uh, traveled cross country with her girlfriend, uh, the monster. What's her name? Oh, Elise uh, or uh, Wernos. Yes, she shows up. I was like, shut the front door. I started yelling out names when I seen the roster. Like, they all show up. I don't want to spoil it too much, but let's just say they show up for a dinner. And it's really funny how they put their spin on it in American Horror Story of why they're all there. Eileen Warnos. Yeah. Yeah, she she was one crazy. Have you ever seen the documentary about her? Um, There was an actual documentary that this British guy did. It was on Netflix for a while. God, she was one loony bitch. Oh, she was batshit crazy. 
I hope your whole family gets fucked in the ass. I'm like, or raped in the ass. I'm like, God damn, what is wrong with yeah. you? <laughs> she was crazy, man. She was, yeah, she was nuts. You could tell she was nuts just by looking at her. I, I love the Nightcrawler showing up. That, mm-hmm. I was like, wow, OnlyFans know who the fuck he is. Come on now. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, that was good shit. And, like, I just I just squeed and screamed. <laughs> you mean Night like, Stalker, right? Oh, that's what I meant to say. What I said. You went comic book on me. I did go comic book. I'm sorry. It happened. It's all right. It's funny because when you say Night Stalker, that could mean two different things. That could be Richard Ramirez or that could be Kolchak. You know, I've got my old school horror roots there. It was Ramirez. Yeah, I know. I know. Kolchak was the <laughs> shit, though. I started watching that show on Netflix recently, and I kind of got bored with it because it was all just Monster of the Week. But it was still a pretty fun show for its time. Like, it was funny to see this werewolf on there that was wearing a suit because they didn't want to, like, try to pay for an entire werewolf suit. So, yeah. <laughs> shit like that was great. It was great. But, um, yeah, uh, Grizzly will be the next movie I watch, and then I need to get to Cannibal Holocaust for sure. And if I can find a way to squeeze them in this week, by God, I'm going to do it. And then I'll give everybody yeah. my thoughts next week. Definitely. Uh-huh. Um, can, I, can I, I don't know, give you an idea for another movie by the same? Um, well, May is see. wide open. Go for it. Let's see. Um, there is this movie that he, um, that I call him Mike, <laughs> the same um, guy does. He, uh, it's called Three Extremes, okay? Uh, mm-hmm. He has some other really good movies. Um, he also does a lot of cool samurais, like 21 Assassins, really good if you like samurais, but it's brutal. It's absolutely brutal. It's fantastic. But in the genre, in the genre that uh, we're trying to stick to, Three Extremes is three short films, three short stories put onto screen. And mm-hmm. they are very stomach-churning. And um, let's say doubling the box in the piano, or what they're called. And Dumplings is very controversial. I'm not going to ruin it for you, but it is very, very crazy. So I would suggest um, checking that one out. For sure. I like it. It sounds like a Chillerama type thing. You know what I mean? Or a VHS. Yeah. Yeah. Or Trick or Treat even. I love VHS. I love that one. Me too. And I actually didn't mind the sequel either. I don't know that I've seen the third one. I know I've seen the second one. I I thought they were fine. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know why people hated on them. Yeah, I'm pretty sure there is. I forget what it's called. Um, But, yeah, it's... God, they're just pumping them out, apparently. But, you know, I'll take movies like that over, like, found footage shit that I've seen a million times already. Yeah. But um, the the three, yeah, it's like the three-part kind of like VHS, but, you know, it's only three stories versus what was in that one, like five? Mm-hmm. But it was Something cool. like that. Yeah, there was a lot. I loved it. Yeah. I was surprised I haven't reviewed it yet. Or if you did on the Which was it? VHS? Yeah, we talked about it on YouTube. Uh, so there's a YouTube video of us talking. Uh, we were drunk as shit for that one. So if yeah. anybody wants to be amused, just go to our YouTube subscription. Because, uh, yeah, we were... <laughs> we were tor- Anytime we do the video ones, we're trashed. Yeah. Because we encourage each other's bad behavior then. So then... I don't even think Corey was with us that time. Because usually Corey's getting his ass kicked on camera and we're like being racist, but he wasn't on there that time, so it was just us um, trashed in the basement. 
Yeah, that's what he does, you know? Yeah, he's really, really, really good at it. Um, uh, if you look this movie up, Freak Streams, um, it's from 2004. It's from the same uh, maker, Takeshi Mike. I call, he's, it's Mikey, but I call him Mike. Um, and it's got some other, uh, there's other two directors that helped him with this. And mm-hmm. you won't know them, but I know them. And so, uh, let's say Par Chang Wook is his name. He is a very, very good director. He has a lot of twists and turns and a lot of his shit. Nice. Well, uh, you know, before we head out for the night, I do have a nice announcement for everybody. It's one that we've already talked about, but, you know, I'll just mention it while you're on the air with us. Next week, it's a long time coming. A lot of people have been wanting us to talk about this uh, specific uh, serial killer, and it's probably, I think, the most twisted sick motherfucker we've ever talked about. And we've talked about Gacy, uh, Bundy, Dahmer, um, Carl Pandram, H.H. Holmes. Um, We've talked about things like the Lawson family murder where the guy killed his entire family in North Carolina. We've talked about, um, you know, the St. Valentine's Day massacre. We've talked about uh, the day that St. or the year that St. Patrick's Day was canceled because of this, this grisly murder that took place. Now this this time we're going to be talking about Albert Fish, and for people who don't know who Albert Fish is, because you you have to be a serial killer person like a Connie or like a Vic or like a me, um, yeah, you, you know you have to be one of those specific people to know who he is. We've got um, someone from the Crime Museum in Washington D.C. to come on and lend some expertise on him, because you know with Albert Fish it's one of those things you can just Google, but it's always fun to hear somebody like that talk about him that have been around the artifacts the letters, the things that he wrote, the sick shit that he wrote to parents of children that he had murdered. Um, so that'll be an interesting listen yeah. next week. Yeah, so Albert Fish, that's the one. Oh, that's going to be such a good show. <laughs> oh, that's going to be such a good one. That, yes. uh, for people who don't know who that is, yeah, like you said, you can Google it, you can do whatever, but I, I cannot wait to hear <laughs> that. Yeah. that stuff that we don't get our hands on because that is oh my god and you wouldn't even know it either he's one of those people that just i mean you know like people think of bundy when you think of people that could just fly under the radar be in a room and you wouldn't even know they're in the presence of a serial killer but when you look at this guy's pictures he just looked like some nice old man and the cops thought that too but albert fish was a sick twisted sadomasochist bastard and the things he did were as vile as any of these guys any of them oh, period he definitely got him a place in hell that is a fact yeah yeah he no doubt about it like i i even better trying to talk about that's because we have kids you know what i mean yeah. i really think that's a big part of why we're so disgusted by him he is so gross and just he's probably the most I want to say I hate him the most, but at the mm-hmm. same time, I kind of feel guilty by wanting to know everything about him. There's a thin line between disgust, hate, and interest. You know what I mean? There really is. Like, don't get me wrong, I hate Hitler, I hate the Holocaust, but I'm still interested in it. You know what I mean? Oh, and yeah. I don't feel wrong for being that way. I mean, you know, it's it's more interest, you know, <laughs> at least we don't. <laughs> we don't act like it, you know. If you act mm-hmm. like it, that's one thing. But interest is just knowledge, 
Who cares? Exactly. I like it exactly. <laughs> I like knowing those things. And um, I, I will mention also, again, the week after Albert Fish, assuming everything still falls into place like it's supposed to, we're going to have filmmaker John Borowski on April 25th. John Borowski, who did the Carl Pandram documentary, The Spirit of Hatred and Vengeance. He did the H.H. H. Holmes, America's First Serial Killer documentary. He did the Serial Killer Culture documentary. He did Albert Fish uh, in Sin, He Found Salvation documentary. So he's pretty well um, acquainted with these serial killers and with the people who are experts on them. Like he's, you know, talked to Joe Coleman, all of these guys who like collect serial killer memorabilia, which, Connie, let me ask you a question, okay? You, you have, uh, you have uh, a child, okay? I have children. Um, how weird would you, okay, would you hang a Pogo the Clown painting in your house? From no, I would not. See, see, it's because you have kids, and I think that changes your viewpoint on I, it. Yes, I, I, I just can't. I feel like um, that presence, I can be interested in him, but I am very weird, and I feel like even though I would love Poco the Clown print in my home because it uh-huh. would be a cool item for me just like all my other memorabilia, but because I have a child, I just couldn't bring it across my threshold. I couldn't because I know the dark shit. Like yep. I, I just, it, it, it's I just too much. It. It's not like Jason or Freddy or any of them. It's not fake. It's right. real. That yes, that is a true fucking story. <laughs> and those are the monsters you need to be afraid of, not Jason. <laughs> yeah. Those and, and, they're, and they're out there. You know what I mean? Just like a Bundy said, you know, they're out there. They're they're your, you know, fathers and husbands. They're they're out there. Um, and yeah, I feel the same way. Like as much as I'm intrigued by his artwork and I think it's really awesome. And there's a, a sick part of me that's like, I kind of wish I owned that just so I could have it up and, and I wouldn't mind weirding people out. I couldn't put that in my house knowing my kids are here, you know? Yeah, I couldn't either. I mean, I would love to own it, but like you said, do you think I'd, I'd present it anywhere? No, <laughs> no, <laughs> no, I just, uh, I couldn't, I couldn't. I think it's one of those things that you just have to enjoy from afar, you know, and it's yeah, probably just for the best. Rested from afar because, like, if something, anything close like that happened to my child, like, I, I don't even think I could. Yep. I That's what I think about all the time. I think about things like that, and the Albert Fish thing made me think about it, and just the fact that he was preying on poor children just made me, you know, because not just that he was doing it to kids. He was, he was taking advantage of, like, poor families and nobody gave a shit that their kids were missing and that's just even more twisted than the fact that he did it to kids at all well i mean Battery did it too i mean but exactly. she didn't do it she weeked on that uh, she played Servant. on the on the servants and weak and mm-hmm. the people you know needed her she was really well, an interesting uh subject because we talked about her last October and I don't know if you got to hear that show but it was so interesting to hear you know the the myth separated from the reality of her and you know that yeah. the blood thing was probably not true um that that was kind of one of those that. Huh? you know Lava and Paler did real shit that was just as scary as them mm-hmm. making him out to be Dracula you know right right and these it's are real people so, or were yeah I mean, but it's true. It is true. All these horror legends have their their roots rooted in something. You know what I mean? Yes. 
So, all right. Well, with that being said, Connie, do you have a Twitter or anything you want to throw out? If not, then we'll have you on again. No, no Twitter. I don't tweet. <laughs> all right. Fair enough. So I'll tell you what. Um, next time we have you on, hopefully we'll be talking about another cannibal movie. How's that sound? Or you can call in during the Albert Fish show. Whatever you like. Cool. All right, Connie. Thanks for coming on. I appreciate it. Not a problem. Talk to you next time. All right, everybody. That was Connie, our uh, resident cannibal expert. That's what I like to call her from now on. Um, so we we um, we talked about I thought which what I think is a really cool movie and Itchy the Killer. I tell you what, I didn't expect to be it to be as good as it was. I had different expectations for it. I thought it would be more gory than what it was. Now, granted, it had its moments, um, but I didn't think it would be as fun as what it was. And that was what's really key here. So. Definitely worth a watch. I don't feel like I spoiled anything for you all, even if I did give away quote-unquote spoilers. So definitely see the movie. Um, that's all I've got for this week. We'll be back talking Albert fucking Fish next week. It's uh, one of the most anticipated shows I know we've ever had. So um, if you guys are into that, Wendell Watkins from the Crime Museum in Washington, D.C. will join us. You can follow me on Twitter, at PhenomenalTLD. You guys could send some well wishes to Vic. He's on Twitter at Vic Von Eric. He is definitely under the weather. You guys, whether you guys have heard him coughing over the last few weeks, he had to take a trip to the ER. Um, kind of unrelated, but kind of related. So it's one of those things where it's just, you know, he could use all the uh, high hopes from everybody and nice words that you could give him. So at Vic Von Eric on Twitter. Um, you can follow us at Trav and Vic Horror on Twitter. You can find us on WordPress or, you know, on our website, Trav and Vic WordPress.com. And uh, that's about it for the plugs this week. We're on Facebook as well, Travis and Vic's Drunken Horror Adventures. We'll, you know, get a, get a link and everything up for next week. But uh, until then, you guys have a good night, and we'll be back next week. And hopefully it'll be Vic also. But if not, we'll, you know, press on later on, everybody.
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.